Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Marianne Wolf. As families and school districts work to provide academic, social, and emotional learning opportunities for their students, after school, before school, and summer programs help children learn, grow, and realize their full potential. As an integral part of the learning process, programs teach children foundational skills like communication, teamwork, and problem solving and prepare them for the jobs of tomorrow. Today, we will focus on the North Carolina Center for After School Programs at the Public School Forum of North Carolina and the 21st Century Community Learning Center Program, a federal program led by the Department of Public Instruction across the state. Whether remote or in person, these programs are essential for our students and are an integral part of an important partnership with families, schools, and communities. It is our pleasure to have Dr. Sharonda Fleming, the director, and Shanika Simmons, program coordinator of the North Carolina Center for After School Programs at the Public School Forum of North Carolina. The Center for After School Programs just hosted its annual Synergy Conference last week. Would you start by sharing with us the purpose of this conference and how it serves the out of school programs in the state? Absolutely. So this past week, as you mentioned, we hosted the 16th annual Synergy Conference. And the conference serves as the only statewide conference designed specifically for after school, before school, and summer program providers across the state and our advocates. Through the annual conference, we're able to offer plenaries with amazing keynote speakers and panelists and a workshop and workshops on a range of topics related to arts and literacy, college and career readiness, mentoring, STEM and youth development. In addition to the plenaries and workshops, the conference provides an opportunity for programs to network with their peers who serve youth and families in other counties across the state. Sharonda, we'd love to hear even some more about some of the highlights of the conference, but especially why is it so important to program providers across the state and maybe especially this year? Yes, so this year's conference was themed Future in Focus. And so this theme highlighted the infinite ways our programs across North Carolina introduce you to new interests and open their eyes to potential career pathways. We're helping them keep their future in focus. And for us, they're the future. And so we have them literally in focus. And so this year we hosted our first ever Youth Voices panel with nine amazing and inspiring youth that participate in programs across the state. And their insight into the impact of our programs on their lives inspired all of us in frankly reminded us of the why behind the work that we do. Hi, this is Kelsey and my favorite part of my after school program is just being able to see my friends. The field trips and like the excursions, every day is something new. We got to do crafts and do science projects. One of my favorite memories when we had like a career day, so like we would go to the fire department, police department, we did a lot of STEM projects outside. And my future career goal is to be a doctor to find a cure for cancer. I want to major in engineering so I could potentially create a new product for the world. And one word that I would use to describe my after school program is engaging because with all the activities that they choose, I, they're so fun. Motivational. I can, I see, you know, older people and, you know, maybe counselors or teachers or coaches, you know, just, you know, seeing so much in me and in other youth, 
This year, we were so delighted to welcome astronaut Christina Hammett-Cook, who's a North Carolina native. We welcomed her back home virtually, of course, to serve as our keynote speaker. And through her keynote, The Wonder of Space, she shed light on the critical need for STEM engagement and exposure for girls. And she also urged all of us to cultivate program environments that foster STEM skill development and ignite STEM passion for our youth. And those were just a few of the highlights of this year's program. And so typically every year we, we seek to provide a learning environment where our program providers are able to get professional development and to be inspired and, you know, reminded of why, like why we do this work. And this program this year was not like any other. It did exactly that. Thank you so much. Um, Shanika, the STEM Hub and the STEM Coalition were both emphasized during the conference, but also as a key part of the work across the state. Would you share a bit more about the importance of STEM, especially during this time? Yes, so high, high quality STEM within out of school time programming promotes, supports, and cultivates curiosity in youth. It reinforces skills such as critical thinking, fluency, and even public speaking. STEM enables students to engage in hands-on, real-world projects that offer innovative ways to approach a variety of issues that we face today, such as artificial intelligence or stem cell research. We learned during the STEM Coalition kickoff panel at the Synergy Conference that STEM is everywhere, and STEM can be easily integrated into any programming. For example, Sasha Woodard, she was a panelist, and she's also the founder of Dropping Seeds in Motion, she discussed the integration of art and dance in STEM. So throughout this, we have learned that STEM is fluid and more than ever, our youth need to be engaged in STEM programming because the world is changing and let's face it, in the next five, 10 or 15 years, there will be new career pathways that require STEM skills. However, the reality is that jobs requiring STEM skills are consistently developing, but there aren't enough qualified candidates to fill them. According to the After School Alliance, STEM jobs are expected to grow by 13%, and by 2025, there will be more than 2 million STEM jobs that will go unfilled. And this is why the North Carolina Center for After School Programs created the STEM Coalition, or the STEM Co. The STEM Coalition is the intentional convening of individuals from varying sectors, included, including, but not limited to, business, K-12 education, higher ed, out of school time, and communities to discuss barriers related to diversity, equity, and inclusion within STEM career pathways, and to develop strategies that will ensure more youth, especially girls and minorities, are involved in high quality STEM as early as kindergarten. And by consistently engaging youth in STEM as early as kindergarten, it can encourage youth to seek more opportunities to engage in STEM learning, thus creating lifelong connection and curiosity within STEM Pathways. Thank you so much for sharing that, Shanika, and, and so many different avenues and possibilities. I know the conference was originally designed to be an in-person event, but due to COVID-19, it transitioned to virtual. How did that change the impact of the conference? It didn't change at all. In fact, um, we were able to invite speakers to serve as keynote speakers or workshop presenters from across the nation. You know, as I mentioned before, we were able to have astronaut Christina Cook join us virtually back home here in North Carolina. A lot of our other speakers are from other parts of the nation as well. And so, in fact, we were able to 
provide a wider range of insight and resources through this year's virtual conference. And because of it, you know, our providers, they didn't have to choose one workshop during each block, but they're able to engage and participate in every workshop of their choosing because the conference, you know, they have access to that virtual portal through September. And so we're still allowing people to register for the conference through August um, so that they can engage and watch the recordings of all of our live sessions and live plenaries, and they're able to watch those workshops. So in my opinion, you know, we, we really were resilient in our efforts for this year's conference, and I'm excited about the virtual platform. And I, I know from reading evaluations from our attendees that they benefited and they enjoyed it as well. Is there a particular student that really stood out to you or information about a program that you might like to share with us here? Um, definitely, I, you know, for my youth panel, there isn't one particular student that stood out because they all were super amazing kids. And, you know, as I mentioned before, they all inspired us and reminded us of the why. And, you know, they're, you know, many of them were eight or 10 or 11 years old. And just hearing from them, you know, they haven't been in programs that long, but to hear the impact that programs have had on their lives, you know, at such a early time, like, you know, like it really was inspiring and engaging. And for all of the program providers that were watching in the comments, like they kept saying the same thing, like, this makes me want to get back to my kids. And with fall coming up and, you know, the state of our state with this pandemic, you know, there's a lot of decisions to be made with regarding reopening. And for a lot of our program providers who have not been with their kids throughout the summer months, they're really excited to see them and just to be with the kids because that's our purpose and that's our passion. And that's why we do the work that we do. Well, thank you so much to both of you for sharing this amazing experience and quite frankly, for providing the opportunities for leaders of these programs across our state. After the break, we will have Sharonda Fleming back with us and she will be joined by Latricia Townsend to discuss the reopening of out-of-school time programs for the fall. Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Town Bank, serving others, enriching lives. Welcome back to Education Matters. We are pleased to be joined again by Dr. Sharonda Fleming and now with Dr. Latricia Townsend, the Director of Federal Program Monitoring and Support at the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction. Welcome. Thank you. You are both directors of important statewide efforts that support those who provide after school or expanded learning programs for our students. Can you share your thoughts on the importance of the North Carolina Center for After School Programs and the 21st Century Community Learning Centers, respectively? Sharonda? Sure. So the North Carolina Center for After School Programs is one of 50 state after school networks across the nation. And so the North Carolina Center for After School Programs was established in 2002 with funding from the Mott Foundation. And so the goal of the statewide networks is to provide advocacy and support and to convene program providers across our respective states. And so that's exactly what NCCAP has been doing since 2002, doing that, providing advocacy, support, and informing our program providers. Thank you so much. And Tricia. Okay, sure. Um, thank you for that, um, Sharonda. Um, we are happy to be a partner with you. Um, you support 21st century programs in North Carolina in a way um, that's unparalleled. And so we thank you for that. Um, the 21st century programs um, 
that are funded by federal dollars mean so much to families. Um, we have over 100 grantees serving um, every region within our state. Um, 21st century programming and really any after-school programming provides so much support for families. Um, it enables them to make sure that their children are supervised. Um, it makes sure that they're safe. And what we really push is enrichment, um, academic enrichment and academic remediation. And so really making sure that students have what, ne what they need to really be successful um, in a school setting. Um, but beyond that, really making sure that they are successful um, as human beings and that they are able to receive um, just that love that kids need to really be able to grow. Thank you so much. And I couldn't agree more about how important the programs are that you all support across the state. Um, Trisha, we are in an interesting year and know that schools are opening either in plan B or plan C and relying on either hybrid or remote approaches to learning. And so I'm wondering, what do you expect the fall to look like for our after school or expanded learning programs? Um, in one word, varied. Um, it will look different everywhere you go. And so we are asking our programs to be flexible. We're asking them to be great partners. We're asking them to reach out to the school districts that they support. They, 21st century programs will actually open within the plan that the district that they support is in. Their, program is going, their programming is going to look very different. And so in some cases, it will be a hybrid model. Some of them will offer face-to-face -face programming. Some of them will offer daytime programming, whereas they usually are only offering after-school programming. So students will have a safe place to go and they will be able to, uh, those 21st century staff or tutors will be able to assist them as they work on some of their asynchronous assignments. And so that could be one approach. Um, there might be cases where it's virtual. And so the actual 21st century programs will have Google Classroom set up. They will have ways that students are able to interact virtually. It will just depend. And so the big word is still that V word varied. It will just depend. Thank you so much, Trisha. And everything you say leads to, to more questions, but also I think a deep understanding that once again, it's really focused on what students need and how we can best provide those even in these circumstances. So thank you. Um, Sharonda, if out of school time programs are electing to reopen with in-person programming in the fall or in following their school districts, um, what should they consider? Absolutely. We definitely recommend that our programs consider all of the guidelines by the CDC and the Department of Health and Human Services in our state, as well as the Department of Public Instruction. Within their programs, they want to make sure that their children stay six feet apart at all times, creating physical barriers if possible, signage on walls or on the floors to remind our students of the need to remain six feet apart, um, making sure that they're offering daily temperature checks as well as daily screenings for all of the youth in their programs, as well as the staff that work in their programs. Um, no program-wide assemblies or field trips, you know, reminding kids and staff to wash your hands. You know, all of the things we've been hearing on the news, you know, it all applies to our programs. One important thing to remember is that anyone who's not participating in the program, i.e., only, uh, you know, only limiting access to programs for youth and staff. So no families, no parents, 
not allowing anyone into that space that is not actively participating in your programs, staggering arrival and drop off times of youth after school or be, you know before school if you're offering that. And then making sure that kids are separate during meals, you know, with sports and activities that they're not sharing balls or equipment or art supplies, you know, like all of those things. And our programs are typically very clean in general. Like we are all pretty much, we've ingrained in our brains to clean even before COVID, but now more so than ever, making sure that we're doing that, that daily and routine cleaning of supplies and our transportation, you know, vehicles and everything that our youth and staff are using on a daily basis. Thank you. And once again, reminding us of the complexities uh, that we're all needing to address. It does sound like there are a lot of ways after school programs are working to support students and make sure they're getting the food they need, homework help, and continuing with hands-on learning. I wonder if you can describe some of these approaches and what after school programs can offer to students in the hybrid or remote environment. Sharonda? Yes, yeah, so I actually have access to data from the After School Alliance, and they found that when schools across the nation closed in March, 78% of our out of school time, so our after school, before school, and summer programs, they provided virtual programming to youth across the nation. 37% of them provided meals to children, and then 16% of them provided care to children of essential staff. And so, even in March, when we all endured this pandemic, and you know, this was something new for a lot of us, our program still rose to the moment and still supported families and communities in these varied approaches. Going back to Dr. Townsend and her word, varied, right? And so for after school, before school, and summer programs, they are an integral part of the reopening conversation, not only in North Carolina, but across the nation. They're a key partner for families. They're a key partner for school districts. And so moving forward, it's important that they have a seat at the table and that they're a part of the discussion because for many of our districts that are going to plan B with a hybrid model, for those groups of students that will be remote on certain days or certain weeks, programs can fill in the gap for families and provide that care and to provide that hands-on learning that we've, we're known for across the nation. So it's important that our programs are part of the conversation moving forward. Thank you so much. And Tricia, I know that many families, including educators with their own children, are struggling to have the support they need if learning is remote or hybrid, which for our state it is right now. What recommendations do you have for them um, as they strive to meet the needs of their own children? I would say for families, they need to speak up. If there is a need that the family has, they have to let the providers know. And so keeping that open line of communication going so that um, children are able to get their needs met. Um, if parents do not let people know what they need, it's hard for those needs to be met. And so I would say the first thing is just really like being open and, and communicating about it. Um, I would say also grace. Um, just understanding that we've never done this before. And so we're not always going to get it right. And so being understanding, being flexible, but yet and still extending that grace to those providers and then providing it back to themselves. Um, as a parent, you've never had, we've never had to do this. And I can speak for myself as a parent, um, never had to to really understand what it's like to support children um, academically, emotionally, um, while they go through this. So giving um, the providers grace, but then also giving themselves grace and giving their children a little bit of grace. 
Thank you so much. And I think so much comes sometimes from those questions that are asked from families. Sometimes they give us an idea or just help us understand a need that maybe we weren't quite sure of. Um, I wanna thank both of you for all that you do for our students and families and educators every single day. Um, we are very, very grateful. And after the break, we'll have this week's final word. Last week, I had a chance to hear directly from NASA astronaut and NC State graduate Christina Cook as she shared her experience at the International Space Station with me and a couple of hundred educators across North Carolina and beyond. Although I grew up watching the space shuttle's launch and following different missions, this direct connection on a virtual platform with this astronaut captured my attention and made me curious to learn more. I wasn't able to be in the same room with her, but I felt connected. I had this learning opportunity because of the Synergy Conference, the statewide convening for those engaged in expanded learning programming for youth. I was immediately reminded of the importance of the STEM Hub, STEM Coalition, and the network of out-of-school time programs that students across the state engage in as a part of their learning. As you heard today, out-of-school time programs are important for childcare, but they also provide much more. Students get additional help with their schoolwork, have a safe place to grow and discover, and can be inspired by the exposure to a variety of potential careers. This is especially important during the time of COVID-19, as many of our after-school programs had to switch from in-person to virtual almost overnight, just like our schools. After-school or expanded learning opportunities have long been a critical resource and reliable partner to address the needs of the whole child. We had a chance to hear directly from the students on what matters the most to them during the Youth Voices panel at the Synergy Conference. Many referenced the relationships and the opportunity to pursue their interest. I was struck by how important it is that we bring Youth Voices into our programmatic efforts and the differences it can make in how we can meet students' needs. Many of the programs shifted to virtual options but continued the offerings through technology, and providing packets or other resources or science experiments to get them into the hands of students so that they were able to continue their learning and their interest. From potential careers, including many in STEM, to creating their own products and ideas, these students show us what is possible when our students have opportunities to explore their interests and passions with resources to support them. In a state with many, many job openings in STEM, Understanding what it means to go into a career in STEM and to see a path toward an exciting career will make a huge difference for a student. Having the opportunity to meet an astronaut or understand computer programming can open up doors for our students and help them forge an amazing future. Now more than ever, students are seeing the importance of careers in STEM and also crave the connections and relationships that these after-school programs offer more than ever before. Investing in after-school and expanded learning programs like these and having policies that support their sustainability and growth are critical, especially in a time of COVID. Thank you for taking time with us to learn and think about education. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week. <music>